Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so honesty time, last week was heckin' rough. (laughs) It was such a hot mess. Um, I started out with a great week, and we ended the week really good. But the middle, it was rough. And honestly, I think that sometimes or often when we face the most opposition, whether it's mentally or emotionally um, in our mindset, um, is often when we're getting really close to a breakthrough. And for me as a Jesus girl, I just believe that when we are getting closer to a new place that God wants us, then the enemy comes out and he just pulls out all the stops. And so... um, I've been learning a lot and growing a lot and pressing into new things and growing my business and growing as a wife and a mom and just a human. And so in the middle of the week, it all came to a head and I just had a day. Like, it was a day. And so this seems like the perfect time to chat about our the wrap-up to our spring cleaning series. And that is today's topic, which is spring cleaning our mindset. Like, I need this episode as much as you guys do, okay? (laughs) All right. So the first thing that we're going to start out with is the fact that mindset is everything. Like, this is why I do what I do. I am obsessed with it. I'm a total mindset nerd. I love learning about it. I truly don't think I'll ever be done learning about it. And mindset really affects everything, right? Like, it literally does. It affects the way you live. It affects the way you interact with other people. It affects the way you interact with yourself. It affects the foods that you eat. It affects the way that you exercise or don't exercise. Mindset is everything. It is literally everything. I truly believe there is a reason that there is a Bible verse in the Bible that says to take every thought captive. Because our thoughts affect every single action, emotion, reaction, feeling, everything in our lives. Like mindset is everything, okay? I need it on a (laughs) t-shirt. So I want to talk about something that I've been diving into really recently and I just, I think it's really powerful and I know it's a new technique for me, but I want to pass it along because it's been this good. Um, So as you know, in the, in a recent episode, last week's episode actually, about um, spring cleaning our habits, if you didn't listen to that one, head to chasingwonderment.com forward slash 23 and you can listen to it there. Um, And so... I was mentioning this book that I've been reading by James Clear called Atomic Habits, and he started tying habits into identity, (laughs) mindset. (laughs) Um, And so what he was talking about is often when we want to change something in our lives, we look at the end result that we want and we work backwards, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, It is a common thing that people do. Say you want to be more tidy in your house and so you realize that you're not tidy and you work backwards to fix the processes 
or the systems that are or are not in place. So what we often do is we kind of work backwards and we work on the things that we need to do. But what we don't realize is that underneath that, underneath the things that we're doing, is the belief that we have about ourselves or about the way that we're doing things or the way that we can't do things. And so this ties directly into our identity, who we believe that we are. If you believe, if you are, if you have a messy house and you just desperately want to be one of those like organized people, I'm raising my hands. <laughs> um, if you want to be one of those organized people and you're trying desperately to change the way that you organize, the way that you live, but at the core of your being, you believe that you are a naturally messy person, that you are a hot mess, that you are a tornado, whatever that lie is that you're believing, guess what? It doesn't matter how many times you change the process. The core belief will always bring you back to the untidiness. It's going to bring you back there. Because if your core, if at your core you believe that you are a naturally untidy, messy, hot mess, whatever you want to say that is, that is going to affect the way you act. Again, mindset is everything. So while I was reading this and just realizing how much of mindset work I still need to work on, I mean, yes, I'm a mindset coach, but I'm not perfect, guys. Um, I was realizing that I could apply this to something that I use on a daily, monthly, weekly basis. I teach my clients, and I started to think back about um about this core method that I teach in coaching. And I mentioned it in episode 22, which is spring cleaning our priorities. And this is the idea of picking our top three to five. I call it the top five. And this top five is basically these top three to five things that are the absolute most important things to you. And when I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this idea of these identities that we choose or we have, whether we realize we have them or not, I was realizing that I could apply this to these top five, and it's life-changing. Like, guys, it is life-changing. <laughs> it is really that good. So what I realized in one of my top five is um, my motherhood, like being a mom, right? My kids are one of my top five priorities. They will always be, at least until they're grown and out of the house, Um and so in realizing and thinking about my identity as a mom and what I believe about myself as a mom, I realized that often I feel like motherhood is chaos, right? Like there's a lot that you can't control. Um, there's a lot of things that feel very overwhelming. Um, there's a lot that is overwhelming as a mom. Um, kids have big emotions and big feelings. And there's a lot of things that go with being a mom making sure they have all their things when you leave the house, making sure you're not forgetting stuff, making sure you're on top of discipline so that they're, um, you're raising them to be good adults. All of these things can go into being a mom. And the identity that I had unknowingly adopted was that motherhood is chaos and it's I'm kind of out of control, right? Like that was the identity that I chose and I didn't even realize I was choosing it. So as I was thinking about this and thinking about what kind of identity do I want to choose, I chose that I am going to be an engaged, capable mother. 
because I want to be a part of their lives. I don't want to disassociate and tune them out and feel so overwhelmed that I shut down. And I don't want to feel so overwhelmed that I feel incapable. I want to feel in control. And guess what? I get to choose that. I get to choose my reaction when one of them throws a tantrum. I can shut down and feel overwhelmed and feel like everything is chaotic, which has been my go-to. Or I can decide, okay, I can, I am capable in this moment, even if I don't know what to do. I'm still capable. I'm still capable of maintaining control over myself and maintaining control over the situation and responding calmly instead of shutting down or walking away or whatever. So I just am telling you this because I need you to know, first of all, that I'm not perfect. I don't coach because I'm perfect. I coach because I'm right here with you. I'm in the trenches with you. Um, And also because this has been massively, massively helpful to me in the short time that I've been implementing this new identity. Guess what? As an engaged, capable mother, when my kids are ornery, when my kids throw tantrums, which they do because they will, because they're kids, because that's life, instead of um, reacting in the way that I have in the past, my reactions have been massively different. Like I'm talking night and day different. My, um, my feeling of being out of control is almost completely gone because I take a moment to center myself, center myself, and I realize I am engaged here. I am capable. I can do this. Again, that identity affects the mindset around how we react, around our feelings, around our reactions, around the way that we handle and we stay in control of ourselves. It has completely changed the way that I parent my kids. Another one that is really important to me, my top five, is um, my business. This business means everything to me. And often, I feel a little out of control with it. Because guys, when you start a business, you have no clue what you're doing. Like there is not a rule book that is like, here's how you build a business from the ground up. And so sometimes I don't feel confident because I don't know what I'm doing. Like none of us know what we're doing, right? It's the same in motherhood. We have no clue what we're doing. We are literally learning how to raise another human being. We are literally learning how to build a business from the ground up without a rule book. It's not like when you get a job and they tell you, here's your steps, here's what you do, you know what's expected of you. No, that does not happen when you are building a business. And so my new identity that I have begun choosing with my business is that I am a confident CEO. Because guys, I am building a company. I am not building a little tiny business in my bedroom. I mean, I am in my bedroom and it's tiny right now, but I am building a company that is my dream. And with big dreams comes really big responsibilities. And what is what I've struggled with is confidence to know what action to take next. Um, confidence to know that I am capable of doing the things required. And so my new identity that I'm choosing is that I'm a confident CEO. And guess what? It has completely changed the game for me in the last few months. Like completely. It has completely changed my business. It has completely changed the way that I react, the way that I coach, the way that I market, all of the things. Okay. I feel like I'm getting on a soapbox here, but this is massively, massively helpful. So if you would like to work on your identity, because again, identity is tied to mindset. Our mindset is everything. So if you want to work on your identity, the first thing that you need to do is choose your top five. Go back to episode 22, chasingwondermint.com forward slash 22. 
It's that easy. Um, Listen to that episode. Pick your top five. And then look at the identities that you have chosen with those five things. And decide if it's good or decide if it needs to be changed. If that identity needs to be changed, what identity do you want? Who do you want to become in each of those areas of your life? What does that look like? What does that feel like? How could you experience that identity in a different way? Write it down. Like, girl, put it somewhere where you'll see it. Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about ties directly into this. um, And that is that your brain is forever, constantly, always building evidence. It is building evidence that what you speak, that what you experience is or is not true. Now, your brain does not like gaps. This is why I do not like affirmations. I don't promote affirmations. Please hear me. I am all about speaking truth over your life. But what happens when we do affirmations is it's like that um, there was a reel that went around that was like, I am healthy, I am wealthy, blah, blah, blah. It was, I don't know what it was. It was, it was crazy. And so I I don't like it because what happens when we do something like that is when your brain, when you're saying something, an affirmation that is over the top, your brain does not believe it. And so there's this huge gap between where you're at and where you want to be, which is similar to that identity is like we're picking a new identity, but there's going to be some gaps. And so we don't want to go so far out of, out of like, we're like totally in left field. I'm looking for words and they're not coming right now, but you don't want to go so far over the top that you are like off the baseball field, right? I should not be using sports analogies. I know nothing about sports. You don't want to be out in left field, okay? Um, So what happens when we do affirmations and they are over the top is that our brain doesn't believe them because they're like not true right now, right? Like if you are dirt poor and you're saying I am wealthy every day, your brain is literally laughing at you. It's like, (laughs) you're funny. So let me explain it like this. Imagine that you have a flaky friend. If I'm being honest, I've probably been that flaky friend before. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, The flaky friend is the person you love her to pieces, but you cannot trust that she is going to be where she says she's going to be in a timely manner. She is always going to be late. She is always going to forget the thing that she said she's going to bring. You plan around the flaky friend, right? So this flaky friend, when she says she's going to be somewhere, you know honestly, at the core of who you are, that you cannot trust her. Now, we're going to flip the script. Imagine that you say you're going to do something. When I get home from work tonight, I'm going to put the house back together instead of watching Netflix. And you get home, and you're tired, and you sit on the couch, and you put on Netflix. Ooh, you can't trust yourself. In reality, if you are that flaky friend, your brain, again, it's that evidence building. We're, we're, I'm, I'm not trying to say you're untrustworthy like at your core. I'm trying to say your brain is looking for evidence. And if your brain cannot trust what you say to be true, if you say you're going to exercise and you don't exercise consistently, your brain can't trust you. Your brain is constantly looking for evidence to prove what you believe to be true or not true. So if you are trying to change your identity and you are trying to change the person that you are, 
but your follow through is untrustworthy, then your brain is going to laugh at you every single time because you are a flaky friend. Okay, you are a flaky friend to yourself. So here's how we begin to change that. First of all, the goal is not to be the most perfect person and to never make mistakes. The goal is like 1% better. If you get 1% better every single day, then friend, you will be so much further along. But you need to be a follow through friend. You need to build trust with your own brain, with yourself. And this also helps you build trust with others. This is not just a selfish thing. This helps us build trust with ourselves and with others. We want to be a trustworthy person. So when you say that you are going to do something, you need to do it. Even if at the beginning you just do a piece of it. So if my new identity, if your new identity is I am a organized, tidy person and your house feels like a disaster, When you come home and you're like, I'm going to organize something or I'm going to clean something. Friend, if you clean one dish, just one, just wash one dish, guess what? Your brain is building evidence that you are who you say you are. You are building evidence. Even if you just do like 1% of the work, you are starting to build evidence that you are in fact an organized, tidy person. Here's the thing, you must keep your promises to yourself. So if you tell yourself that you're going to adopt this new identity, you know what it takes. You know what it takes to adopt that new identity. You don't have to do it all at once, but you need to do a piece of it. Because every time you do a little tiny piece of it, your brain is building evidence to prove that this new identity that you have chosen is actually true. See, if I choose to be a confident CEO... Every single time I make a confident decision, even if it fails, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out because again, like there's no rule book for building this business, but even if it fails, when I confidently make a choice, when I make a choice and say, I think this is the next best step for my business, I think this is the next best step for this podcast, I think this might work. Every single time I make that choice more confidently, I'm building evidence that I can confidently make decisions and that I can be a CEO of a company. You have to keep your your promises to yourself. So this, this idea of building trust with your brain, it does two things. First of all, it begins to prove to your brain that you are actually trustworthy. When you say you're going to work out, guess what? You actually follow through. You keep your promise to yourself. It also makes you very, very careful with your words. And this is super, super important. It makes you very careful with the promises that you make to yourself and to others. It makes you very careful. And yeah, it means you're going to promise less to yourself. And that's like the whole point. Because often when we get Um, when, when we want to change our lives, we want to do all these things. It's like those New Year's resolutions, right? You make all these promises to yourself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Guess what? You're going to make a lot less of those in the new year. I promise you, you're going to make less. But the ones that you make are the ones where you're actually going to follow through. And that, my friend, that is how you build evidence and that is how you become a follow-through friend to yourself and to others. Guys, this is hard. It is hard for me to hear that I don't keep my promises to myself because sometimes I don't. 
it's really hard. Like I'm stepping on my own toes. I don't, I guess that is the thing. I can only do it with one foot though. I'm stomping on my own toes. I am. But when you realize that the way that our brains work, that it doesn't light gaps, it's constantly looking for reasons to prove what we believe to be is true. And when we start to realize that when we tell ourselves things and we're not following through, we are a flaky friend, that we need to keep our promises to ourselves and we need to build trust with ourselves that we are actually who we say we are, that we are going to be that person to follow through. It makes you very, very careful with the words that you say. And it also allows you to build trust. It allows you to build trust with yourself. It allows you to show your brain that you are who you say you are. And it allows you to build trust with other people. Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about when it comes to your brain building evidence and um, being a follow-through friend, keeping promises to yourself is Often with, like like I said, with those affirmations that sometimes we go to this like wildly positive, it's like over the top, I am wealthy, I am the most beautiful person in the world, and your brain's laughing at you, right? Because you know you're not a supermodel. I know I'm not a supermodel. <laughs> what happens when we do that is, again, your brain laughs at you. So instead of wildly positive, over the top affirmations, I want you to aim for a positive neutral. Positive neutral. That's it. The the issue with those wildly crazy over-the-top affirmations is not that you are choosing a new truth. It's not that you're choosing to believe something different. That's not the issue. The issue is that it is so far over the top that your brain cannot close that gap fast enough. There's no way you can close that gap. If you are dirt poor and you are saying I am wealthy, your brain is like, I can't get there from here. <laughs> I can't get there from here. So the goal is to close the, the gap faster with a positive neutral statement. I'm going to tell you a story about my own positive neutral statement. There was a time not that long ago, like two years, where I would walk into my kitchen and get immediately overwhelmed by the mountain of dishes that I had to wash. We don't have a dishwasher. I wash everything by hand. We are stay at home. I'm a stay at home mom. I have my kids at home. That means we make a lot of dishes. And so as, as that was building as I began to learn about mindset and I started to notice that when I looked at those dishes the first thought that I had was this is going to take forever or this is going to be hard and I was like oh okay now that I see that mindset we're going to talk about that in a minute noticing mindsets um now that I notice this mindset how can I close that gap and get that um mindset shift to happen faster and so the idea is not dishes are so easy to me. I love washing dishes. It's the best thing in the world. It's my favorite thing in the world, right? That's an example of that like wildly positive affirmation that our brains are like, yeah, right. Instead of that wildly positive, you know, over the top affirmation, I started thinking, okay, so here are my two mindsets that I was struggling with. One, this is going to be hard. And two, this is going to take forever. So I came up with two positive neutral statements that I would say immediately when I saw the dishes. One was this is going to be easy and the other was this won't take long. 
And when I said this won't take long, I would look at the clock and maybe it would say like 8.47 and I'd be like, this won't take long. It's 8.47. Let's see how many dishes I can get done in the next um, 10 minutes. Let's see how many dishes I can get done by 9 o'clock. And I would wash dishes until the time and I would look at the time and 9 times out of 10, I would either be done or I would have like 2 left. And I would be like, oh, well, I could finish. I mean, there's two left. It's like super easy, right? It's so easy to finish these dishes now. Guess what? Now when I walk into my kitchen and I see a mountain of dishes, it doesn't overwhelm me because I know it's going to be easy and it won't take long. Yes, it took me a while to reframe that and to get my brain wrapped around the idea that it doesn't take that long, but every single time I did dishes, my brain was building evidence to prove that those positive neutral statements were true. Because what would, what would happen in the past, it was proving, I was proving to myself that it would take forever. Because what I did in the past was I would over immediately feel overwhelmed by the amount of dishes that there were. I would put it off because I knew it was going to take forever. Guess what? We'd make more dishes and then I'd have an even bigger dish pile. And the dishes would pile up and it did in fact feel like it took forever because I had an inordinate amount of dishes to wash. Like... I was proving that that was true. But now that it doesn't take that long, I walk in the count into the dishes and I see the dishes and I'm like, oh, well, it's not that bad because it's not going to take that long. I wash them real quick. They don't pile up. It doesn't take that long because I don't have two days worth of dishes stacked on the counter waiting for me to wash them. The more you prove that that the positive neutral statement that you are saying is true, the easier it gets to say it. The more you say it, the easier it gets. The more you believe it, the easier it is. It, it all snowballs. It's a snowball effect. So the last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to spring cleaning our mindset ties right into that is how to start noticing your mindset. Because we've talked about being a follow-through friend and keeping your promises to yourself and being careful with the words that you speak, making sure that you're building trust, that you're that you're actually going to do what you say you're going to do, and getting away from those wildly aspirational affirmations to something that's positive neutral so that you can close that gap faster and believe what you're saying to be truer is true, like faster. So how do you start noticing your mindset? You have to understand when you start to when you start to notice your mindset, it's like you can't unsee it. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. When you start to notice, when you start to realize all of the mindset blocks that you have, you're going to see them at like an exponential rate and it's probably going to feel frustrating and a little overwhelming. So hang with me because when you first start this process, it's it's exhausting. You're like, I remember there was a time when I was like, will I ever stop unpacking mindsets? Like it feels like there's one after another after another. And for a while it is because there are a lot of mindset blocks and lies that you've been believing and you have no clue. So once you start to see them, you can't unsee them. When you start this process, friend, you're in it. Like just hang on for the ride because it's going to get good in a little while. The easiest way I can tell you to start noticing your mindset is to go to Target with your friends. Yes, I just said that. I want you to go to Target with your friends and I want you to go clothes shopping with them. And I want you to notice everything that they're saying. 
because I guarantee you that you are all picking up clothes and you're like, oh, this is so cute, but I could never wear this. Oh, this would make my butt look so big. Oh, I love tank tops and I get so hot in the summer, but I just don't want anyone to see what my arms look like. Oh, my stomach would look, you know you've done it and you know your friends have done it. This is really cool because when you do this, I don't want you to yell at your friends. Like that's not the point. The point is, is that you have an opportunity here to notice your friend's mindset and build them up and encourage them. This is the fun part. This is when you get to go with your friends and you get to say, oh my gosh, no, you would look amazing in that. Try it on. What? Your arms look fine. Why are you picking yourself apart? Hey, guess what, mama? You had two babies. Of course, you're going to have a little bit of baby pudge. That doesn't mean you're not gorgeous. It means that you are strong and capable of carrying children. Do you understand, like, when you start to see things in other people, it's going to make you so much more aware of the things in yourself. And then I want you to walk in front of the mirror and notice the first thing that you say about yourself. Because as women, our body image is often where our mindset is the most obvious. It applies to like every other area of your life. It applies to the reason that you pick up your phone five million times a day. It applies to the reason that you put off that job that you've needed to do that you're avoiding. Mindset applies to all of those things, but one of the quickest, easiest ways to see it, and this is honestly really sad, but one of the easiest ways to see it is our body image. It is so easy and quick to point out because we have, as women, we struggle with our body image so much. So in order to start noticing your mindset, just walk by the mirror, go shopping with your friends at Target and notice the things your friends are saying. Notice the first thing out of your, out of your brain, in your brain, when you walk past the mirror. What are you picking apart? Write it down. The most important thing when it comes to noticing your mindset is you are thinking of noticing your mindset like you're like your people watching, like your car watching, like in the scene and up at the very end when they're like pointing out red and blue cars, you are not noticing your mindset to rip yourself apart about it. You're just noticing it. You're like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking this about this. I'm thinking I see a red car, like there's a red one. Okay, Um. so I see that when I walk past the mirror, I am judging myself for um, this aspect of my body. Okay. I don't want you to shred yourself apart for thinking that thought. I just want you to notice it. Write them down. Start a note in your phone. Start a page in your journal. Whatever that looks like, notice it. And then as you start to notice it, that's when you can start to use that idea of taking a positive neutral statement to rebut the thing that you're believing about yourself. Maybe you can't bring yourself to believe that you are as gorgeous as a model. But maybe you can say, you know what, I do notice my stomach, but I have two stunning kids that I am so insanely proud of and I wouldn't change it. So when the next time you look at in the mirror, you look and you look down at your belly and you say, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it because you know the reason that you've got those stretch marks. Maybe the next time you look at um, 
you're, you hear your friend say something, you get to give her a positive neutral statement and remind her that she was created in the image of God and she is perfect. She is just right. He did not make a mistake when he gave her um, her creative side. He did not make a mistake when he gave her her organization or that thing that you notice in her that you are so amazed at that you don't have. This this is a gift, guys. Mindset is a gift because we get to give it to other people and encourage them and build them up. This is why I love this. Like, I truly believe that God has made me an encourager. It is a part of who I am. I can't turn it off. But when you start to notice your mindset, guys, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it in others. And we get the fun part while we're doing the hard work of working on ourselves, we also get the fun part of helping to encourage other people. Because my husband has come home and he's like, I've had such a bad day, this, 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 and this happened. And I'm like, okay, but what good things happened? But you know what I see in you? I see that you are someone who doesn't give up, someone who doesn't stop. And I know it's hard and I know you're tired, but you keep going and I'm so proud of you. That's the fun part of encouraging others. That's the fun part of mindset. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. This was a longer episode than normal, just a little bit longer. Um, Friend, I want you to feel like you are supported in your mindset. And sometimes you we struggle to notice our own mindset. It's I, I like to think of mindset work as like a charcuterie board, right? Like as a mindset coach, I'm the person that comes in and I get to make it look pretty. <laughs> That's the fun part. Sometimes with mindset, we have all these thoughts. We have all these packages. We've got a, bo- a pack of cheese. We've got some meat. We've got a bag of grapes. we got a box of crackers. we got all these things but we don't know what to do with them, right? Like we know we we know we need help in our mindset. We know we need help making the charcuterie board look pretty, but we don't know how to do it. And so a mindset coach is someone that can come in and say, okay, I see this and I can see how we can shift these crackers around and make them look stunning on the edge of this wooden board. That is what mindset coaching is like. It is so much fun for me as a coach because sometimes you can't see how to make it look different. You can't see the forest for the trees. You can't see all the pieces, all those like items on your charcuterie board, how they can work together to completely change the way that your life looks, right? I hope that makes sense. Um, It makes sense in my brain anyway. So mindset work is often like that. Sometimes you just need an outside perspective to show you what you're believing, to show you how it's affecting your life, to show you how you can make those changes and make your charcuterie board look really nice. So if that's something that you are interested in, if you would like to start coaching or you just want to know more about it, I offer a free session. I call them wonder sessions. It's half an hour of my time and we chat about anything. Basically, I just sit and listen and you unload about your life and what's going on and what's frustrating you or where you want to go next and you just don't know how to go there, get there. And um, I get to help. I get to encourage you and build you up. No strings attached. I'm not promoting any coaching right now. Um, So if that's something you would like to do, if you want to sit down and chat with me and have a personalized coaching session around your mindset or whatever else is going on in your life, then head to chasingwonderment.com forward slash wonder session. Anything I mentioned in this episode is linked in the show notes. You can find that at chasingwonderment.com forward slash two four because it's episode number 24. 
Um, and I hope to see you in a wonder session. I would love, love to meet you in person. All right, that's it. Friend, keep chasing wonderment. I cannot wait for next month because we're going to be starting a new theme. So stay tuned and I will see you again next week. Hey there. If you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.